0: Well, howdy! Howdy! Uh, my name is Dylan Crocker. I am going to be on staff here pretty soon, starting August first, and I'm excited to welcome you guys to Grace. So this summer, we are studying eight psalms to see what the people of God have sung to and about the Lord in the past, so that we can better worship and serve Him today. As followers of Jesus, we are not only to think about God, but we are to feel. Uh, Things about him, which is why a third of our Bible is song and poetry. Uh, This morning we're going to be looking at a song of lament, and actually a third of your a third of your Psalms are lament Psalms. So when God puts a lot of things in the Bible, many times there's things that we can learn from these. And so for today, uh, if you would like, I'd like for you guys to join me in Psalm 13, so we're going to be studying. And while you are uh, turning there, I have a story to share with you guys real quick. So, you know when you're, like, in the shower and uh, you, like, reach for the shampoo and you're just, like, stricken with this horrible flashback memory to, like, when you were a kid of this, like, horrible, embarrassing thing that you did. And it's just, like, you reach for the shampoo. It's like, what's even the point now? Like, I don't even even know why I did that back then. And so I'm going to show you with you one of those stories for some reason. Um, when I was in third grade, I was, uh, I remember being lined up in the hallway, like ready to go to lunch. So we're waiting to be dismissed. So we're all like sitting in a line, uh, like on the wall. And I remember, uh, everybody's pretty quiet, but my friend walks by and he walks by and there's this girl with him. And as he's walking by, he's like talking or whatever. And then, uh, as they kind of make center stage in front of our entire class she just goes like ha, "Isaac you're so funny" and then she goes like "I'll see you at recess" and then she like you know goes away and and then like as soon as that happened i was like "oh i got him" and i was like "i'm about to end this man's whole career right now" and i just like go <clears throat> who's that, Isaac? Your girlfriend? Like, super loud and obnoxious. And everyone uh, in the class just goes like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, my gosh. He said girlfriend. Stuff like that at Isaac. And he's just like, what? Like, he's not my girlfriend. Dylan, stop. And uh, I was just, like, basking in this glory of how I've just shot this man down. And as soon as that happened, I remember my teacher just saying, Dylan, 15 minutes. You're walking during recess. Now, I probably got in trouble like three times my whole elementary school career. I did not get in trouble very often. So immediately my body just goes into shock. Like I just like start doing that thing where you're like... <laughs> you're like trying to hold it in. And I like remember like looking at my hands in just horror of what's happened. Uh, we get dismissed to lunch and I don't sit with any of my friends. I go sit by myself and I remember just staring at my lunch so mad. And I even remember like unzipping it dramatically, and, like, (laughs) opening it, and then I just, like, zip it back up, and I just, like, throw it. Like, I just throw it on the ground, like, this can't happen. Um, And it ends with me, uh, like, we're finally at recess, and they're like, all right, whoever's walking, you got to come up. You got to, like, show who's in trouble. And I make this, like, slow walk up to the front, in front of my entire third grade class, and I'm just, like, holding my lunch that I didn't eat, and I just, like, hold it up to my professor, like, have mercy. Like, look, like, I've already learned my lesson. Clearly, this child that you're taking care of didn't even eat. Like, please. And she was just like, Dylan, you still have to walk. Like, you still have to do it. And so I just fall down in front of my entire third grade class. And it was just so embarrassing. I just like laid on the pavement, just like, how could this have happened? (laughs) And the reason I tell you that (laughs) today is because I believe, like those moments of just feeling like, how could this have happened, and like how could my plan for life uh, go out turn out this way? Um, I believe that those still happen today. Maybe it's not in front of your entire third grade class or for recess, but we still have those feelings. And as we'll see in uh, Psalm 13. Uh, it is a great, uh, David has given us a great example of what to do in these times of like great sorrow and when you don't understand God's plan. Uh, So the whole main uh, thing, here we go, the whole like main point of what we're trying to, uh, what I believe is being said in Psalm 13 is to trust in the Lord's timing. And the truth is, is like we want things like right now. Like I wanted my punishment to be completed right then. Like I I didn't want to have to walk recess. I just wanted to be cool. And uh, sometimes like this sorrow can just uh, overbear us to the point that we forget who's really in control, that we forget who our God is. And so I think David gives us a great example of like what to do in these sort of situations. So I'm going to start and read uh, Psalm 13 verse 1 through 4 again. And uh as I'm reading this, I'd like you guys to think about uh, the last time you prayed to God in this way, or the last time you thought in this way. So, um, how long, O Lord, will you, for- will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes. Lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. So, what is going on here? Well, clearly David is in great sorrow. And this is not just your run-of-the-mill everyday sorrow. He's saying, like, I am going to sleep the sleep of death. And uh, some people believe that that could be like talking about, like, this anxiety is killing me. It is going to kill me or it's going to like cause me to go into an even greater sorrow like depression. And but through all this what we can see is what he's doing is he's being honest with God. This is his true self that he is sharing with God. Now, this is the same guy. This is the same David who killed Goliath with this with a couple rocks and it's the same David who's king of Israel. Now, he has like seen God work in his life countless times. However, in this moment, whatever's going on here of sorrow, his vision has become, like, blurried. And he can't see, he can't even recognize what God is doing in his life right now. And I personally, like, find this so relatable. I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely heard myself, like, sounding like this before. Um, as college students, We live, like, incredibly busy lives. Like, it it really is true. Like, we're in this state where we're just deciding of who we're going to be in life. Um, Depression in our generation, unfortunately, is an epidemic because of just uh, the great decisions, like, we have to make in this point of life and, like, how technology and the world is just advancing and we're all just, like, trying to hang on. It can cause, like, lots of stress in our lives. So... When we feel like this way, I believe God is telling us to be honest with him. Now, what are some reasons that we're not honest? Well, for me, it's fear a lot of the time. Like, I'm unable to be honest with God because I'm scared of something. Scared that, like, maybe of the answer. Like, I don't know what I'm saying. Like, sometimes I'll be like, God, like, why, why doesn't this happen in my life? Well, it might be because well, you're not, like, ready for that. Or, like, that's not, you know, you need to grow more. And I know what's best for you. But I'm scared to, like, have that answer given to me. Or maybe, like, it's the fear of it becoming real. I don't know about you guys, but, like, when I say things out loud, like, then it becomes real. So, like, when I say, like, God, I'm upset. Like, what? Like, I'm upset with how your plan is turning out. Then it's like, oh, now there's, like, a disconnect between me and God. Like, now it's real. And that doesn't feel good at at first, that idea. But the truth is, it's like, God wants us to share his heart, Let's share our hearts with him. He wants us to be truly honest. And it's so weird, because it's hard to be honest, even though we know that he knows everything already. But he wants us to be honest. And he wants us to be honest, because uh, getting a it's like, just like any other relationship, like honesty is what makes it grow. If you like think about like your loved ones or anything like that, or uh, like that, that boo that you want to have one day, you like think about how you want them to be honest with you because that's what makes relationships grow. And our relationship with God is no different. So what we need to do is we need to get with God and tell him your heart. Like find that place where you can get with him and be honest with him. Because we are designed to uh, desire to be known by somebody. And thankfully, we have a God who knows us anyway and who wants to know us and love us. So find that place that you can do this. Like for me, it's the car ride. Uh, When I'm driving, you can just like talk out loud and be like, be totally honest. And when you're driving, like people who are driving past, they just think that you're like, really into the song or something like that you're going through. But, uh, as I'm driving, I'm like thinking about reaching into those thoughts that, uh, you think of that you don't want to, um, like say to God because you like are avoiding them. Like an example is like, sometimes I'll be like, Hey I'm like going to going to to this test I'm really nervous about it but God I know that you're good and you're like going to be with me but in reality in my mind it's like what we're not going to be okay like we're panicking like don't say that and it's I think it is good for us to be totally honest and like I'm trying to bring bring those thoughts to the forefront and say like God like this is really who I am because he can handle it so not only do we need to get with God but we need to get with friends too. God has blessed us with community. He's blessed us with people that we can uh, walk in our faith with. Um, like an example of this is, uh, my friend called me the other day. We were like just about to go to the gym and uh, he calls me and he just goes, bro, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm like what? And he's like, I, no more lies. No more lies between us. I was like, okay, and he's like, yeah, I think if, if, if we just are honest from now on, it'll be really good for our relationship, so honesty pack, you and me, bro, let's do it, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, let's do that, I was like, fine, yeah, that's, that's a good idea, let's do it, and then he just, like, roasted me for 20 minutes, like, I don't like this about you, and like this, and I, no, I'm just kidding, he didn't, do he didn't do that, he was just like, but since then, we've been able to, like, be clearly honest with people. So I would, like, encourage you guys, like, find those people that you can be honest with, be real with. Because that's what makes relationships grow. So, uh, we know that we are not alone, because we can be honest with God. We know that we can be honest with each other, and that can, like, uh, yeah, make us feel not alone. But, now that we're honest, like, what do we do next? Like, what comes after, like, being honest? Well, I think David gives us a great example, continuing in the psalm. So, I'm going to continue and read uh, verse five. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. So it's like amazing how David is able to start in anguish in his Psalms and then end with praise. He does this so many times. And it's kind of like a parallel to how struggle actually works in the real life. It's like, in order to get to healing, first have to recognize the problem and then, and be honest and then we can start addressing it. And so, what is David saying about God in this moment? Well... <laughs> Hold on, something's coming. Something's coming out of here. Look, there's a bird, dude. It knows what's good. I'm telling you, I just heard it inside. <laughs> it's one of my favorite videos of all time. I love that video. <laughs> but what David's saying is he knows what's good. Just like that bird. Like, he knows what's good. Um, <laughs> God, like, he is... <laughs> David has seen, like, God's, like, love in his life. God has, like, seen how, how God can provide for him. Um, sometimes, like, when we're in this, like, like, cloud of sorrow and, like, cloud of sadness, we can lose the perspective we're supposed to have on life. And we become very, like, tunnel-visioned. Uh, just like that guy like looking through that tube. Um, but in reality, like God is infinitely powerful, and he's infinitely loving. Like He knows. He has all the information and all the love he needs to decide what is best for us. And so what David is doing here is he's remembering to recognize that perspective that God has. So I'm reading this book called Understanding the Bible in 30 Days, part of my homework for fellows and uh, there's this part in it where it's uh, it talks about this valley in Peru where archaeologists have been studying it and they they were they found this valley that had all these like grooves in it and all these markings and they were like huge and they were like are these roads like what are these used for and they're just walking around down there and they're just saying this is horrible infrastructure how could they have done anything with this and it wasn't until they like flew over the valley that they realized that it was a gigantic mural, like a gigantic symbol that this ancient civilization has created um, to like be a message. And that's exactly like how our viewpoint can be sometimes with God. He is like looking over and he can see the big picture. And sometimes we can get clouded in our vision. So we can be confident in God that he knows what is best for us. So a few things to, like, apply this to our life is, for me, is, like, I try my best to be as humble uh, as I can. I start with humility, which is admit that you don't know the answers. A lot of, sometimes a lot of my prayer, when it's just really bad, just sounds like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, God. Like, I really don't know what to do. I, I, I think I'm going to do this, but God, like, just please, like, be there for me. Another thing is, like, you can help ask him to understand. As we're being honest, we we know, like, we want that understanding. So let's be honest and ask him for it. Ask him to, like, relinquish, like, help us, like, relinquish this control that we have on our lives every day. So that we can, like, let him do what is best for us. And then just ask him to show his love to you. Like, some a lot of my prayers, like, go like this. Like, God, like, just show me your love in a way that I've never seen before. So that I can reorient my mind to a heavenly perspective rather than just my small tiny human perspective. Okay man All right. So uh, we've been honest and we've like recognized that God is good. Uh, and David continues to show us that now that we can we can praise him even in this sorrow. So verse six, It says, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Now, I love that word, like, bountifully. Like, he has dealt bountifully with me. If you're, like, alive on this earth right now, you can say that, like, God has dealt bountifully with you. There are so many blessings that we have in our lives every single day. Uh, T.A. from Breakaway said this thing one time that really stuck with me. Um, He was like, it is a miracle that any of you guys are here right now. He said, all, almost all of you drove cars here. Most of you drove over the speed limit to get here. Most of you checked your phone whilst driving over the speed limit and looked away from like driving this death machine all the way here. And uh, like it is a miracle that God brought you here anyway. And now I think about that every time that I'm in the car. Just like a blessing that he has done, the ones that we don't even think about every day. Um, But the truth is, our greatest gift that he's ever given us is Jesus Christ. Like, guys, like we have an eternity that goes on for like we have an. We have (laughs) a gift that goes on for eternity. Like we have a life that has eternal consequence. We get this God that loves us every single day. We have this. Savior who came down, died on the cross, and rose again, just so that we can be with him and enjoy him. And that is an incredible gift that we need to remember uh, as much as we can. So, um, I'm going to be a fellow. Uh, I was a biomedical science major. Oh, thanks. And uh, I uh, was pre med but uh, I just felt a different call in my life, so I'd like to do full-time ministry now. And when I tell people that, a lot of people are like, oh, so you're like not going to use that degree that you like got? And it's like, oh, yeah, well, get ready, because here's some physio- physiology uh, lesson today. Um, this right here is the limbic system. Uh, this is the part of your brain that... Deals with emotions and motivations. Uh, fun fact: This is where like ner- neuron pathways uh, start to form for like addiction because it's like that emotion and motivation like combined together. Um, this is also like where nightmares like occur and dreams occur. Uh, but I was told this the other day in class that by studying the limbic system and that by studying people, my physiology professor said on average. People need 10 positive comments to outdo one negative comment. So that is, a, that is a lot, and I totally relate to that. Like you like that one negative comment that your friend said like offhand that one time, you just like think about it. But in reality, what's so great about it is that we have so many things to be thankful for and so many things to outweigh those negative comments. So how are we going to do that? is make praising God a habit. Like, find, like f- find things in your life that, like, remind you to uh, praise him and to be thankful for him. For me, um, I, like, wanted to stop. Uh, I wanted to, like, be just less judgmental in my life. I just wanted that to happen. And I found myself doing that sometimes. And it happened, like, whenever I would, like, first go into a room. So now, like, a trigger for me to praise God is doorways. So, like, every time I open a door, I go through a door with a new group of people, I try and pray for those people inside and praise God and thank him for what is inside and what he has provided for me. So find those ways that you can, like, actually, like, take your limbic system and, like, rewire those neuron pathways so that you can make praise a habit. So from this song of Hardship, Uh, God has given us an example of how we can be comforted and strengthened in times of distress. So, like, the main point of all of what uh, Psalm 13, I believe, is teaching us is, like, trust in the Lord's timing. It may be difficult to understand sometimes, like, due to, like, our human perspective and just how hard things can be sometimes. But because God has shown us that he is faithful and forever loving, like, we can be strengthened. Now, uh, just like as a recap of like what uh, applications we can take home today is like be honest with God, like uh, be honest with your community, like take off the mask of the day to day and tell God like uh, how things really are, because honesty like strengthens relationships. Be confident in God. Remember that like remember that how He has blessed us and remember that He is in control. Find a time and place that works for you and take a minute to look around and admire the incredible work of God. Because uh, like, just as like we said about the limbic system, it takes like many positive things to counteract negative things in our lives sometimes. Be thankful for God. After recognizing his goodness, uh, like, let's make praising God a habit. So uh, for the last thing we're going to do today, um, I have just a few discussion questions. If you want to get with a neighbor and talk uh, for just a second, Uh, I give you a choice. You can do either of these questions, but the first question is, what is a question that you are going to ask God this weekend? And another one is, what is one thing that God has done for you that you like to remember in times of hardship? So go ahead and do that, and then I'll pray for us, and then we'll sing again. All right, guys, thank you uh, for the discussion. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray for us real quick. Um, Dear Lord, thank you so much for what you have done uh, in our lives. Lord, I pray that we would remember who you are and remember your steadfast love uh, so that we can rejoice often. Uh, I pray that we could make praising you a habit, make it a part of our lifestyle so that we uh, can just remember all the good things that you've done. Lord, I pray you would be with us this summer pray that you would continue to teach us uh, teach us your ways Uh, Lord thank you for all that you've done. Uh, We praise in Jesus name. Amen.